Hey, everybody, welcome back to another special episode of Puck Off here. Uh, my co-host, Andrew Johnson, joining me. Andrew, how are you? It's been a couple days since we sat down at the mic. We got a few things to uh, to go over here. Today's specialty is going to be the Vancouver Canucks. Um, Do you know of another team that is this mediocre, but this far in cap hell? Um... Cap hell is common. Um, but this bad and in this kind of cap hell. So I would actually say mm, bef- maybe before the Carlson trade, Pittsburgh. But yeah, they, yeah. but the difference is, is they weren't still on fire. Mm-hmm. Like the fire was put out. It's just a matter of assessing the damage. Vancouver, the fire burns like a thousand suns right now. No idea what the fuck is going on here. They don't have a second round pick this year, but they have the extra pick from New Jersey in the fourth round. But that'll make up for it. Yeah, they 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 traded Bo Horvat last year. They extended TJ Miller or JT Miller. I said TJ. Wow. Uh, JT Miller. Now there's rumors about Elias Pettersson possibly not wanting to resign there. There, you know, then you got Quinn Hughes is up in a couple years. They signed him to a massive RFA deal, like. I mean, Vancouver is being textbook. What not to do with your young players? Oh, sure. Like Quinn Hughes, don't get me wrong, outstanding talent. But they signed him, what, at 21 years old to a bridge contract that was six years, 7.8 or something like that? <laughs> a six-year bridge. That's what I'm saying. He's a UFA when it ends, so that was stupid. Elias mm-hmm. Pedersen is at 7.3. He's 24 years old in the last year of his deal, and he'll be an RFA. Obviously, the guy wants a pay bump. Now, mm-hmm. not this isn't a conversation as to whether or not Elias Pedersen is worth $10 million. The question is, is can Vancouver pay him that? I don't think there's a question that Elias Pedersen is worth $10 million. Elias Pedersen is a $10 million board. I would say so. Yeah. Especially in the era where the cap is going up. That being said, Vancouver, I mean, yeah, next year they're projected to have 32-4, but you nip it right with a third of it going to to Pedersen, assuming he only takes 10, by the way, and you haven't re-signed a backup goaltender. You've lost, what, one, two, three, four, five of your defensemen. You have to re-sign all them. Like Spencer Martin is Thatcher Demko's backup right now. And, and Thatcher Demko has been them. proven to be injury prone. He has, but I like what I've seen when he's been there. But you know they're going to break the bank on Jackson Nika. Bruins legend. <laughs> ja- as uh, Ian used to say, stood thicker. <laughs> uh, no, so <laughs> what are your, what are your, do you have gripes with Spencer Martin being Thatcher Demko's backup? Yeah, because he's not that good. <laughs> I mean... I guess he's I, I guess he's he's like a typical young backup, but like young, he's twenty eight. It, it see it, it seems like he's much younger than that, but you're right. But I would like someone a little more proven behind Demko or somebody with a little more upside, like Archer Silovs, the Latvian yeah. kid that they have that they have as their third stringer. So you want to you want to know why he feels so young? Archer Silovs, no Spencer Martin. Why? Because he played in the league in 16-17 when he was 21 for Colorado. Mm-hmm. He played three games. 
Then in mm-hmm. 21-22, at the age of 26, he played six games for Vancouver. And last year, 22-23, at age 27, he played in 29 games. Mm-hmm. So in three years, over the span of almost 10, mm-hmm. he's played in less than 40 games. Yeah, career it seems like he was much younger than that. Yeah, his career save percentage of .885 and goals against of 3.63. Nothing outstanding. He's yeah. had moments where he's looked good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, by the age of twenty-eight, like, right, you are what you are, right. And, and here's my question: What does Vancouver do about it? I mean, you can't do much because there's also well, there's also rumors that they are looking into trading Thatcher Demko as part of this retool rebuild thing around. What, the, well, can you put an actual word on what they're doing? I don't think they can. That's the thing is I really don't think they can. And I, and, and this is, that's what I mean by the dumpster fire is still burning. Like mm-hmm. this is a team that is 100% trying to be half pregnant. <laughs> All right. Think about it. Anthony Beauvillier, Teddy Bluger, uh, Dakota Joshua, Sheldon Dries, all forwards that are up at the end of the year. Tyler Myers, Ian Cole, and Matt Irwin, all these are and, and Spencer Martin, all their unrestricted free agents. Like, start looking, start shopping them. Mm-hmm. Like Anthony Beauvillier, last year of the deal, $4.15 million. He screams at 26 years old. Solid, solid return. Mm-hmm. And if you try to deal him in the offseason, I think you may have been able to get more for him because one, a team would have been more likely to take on the full 4.1 million because he's worth that. He's 26 mm-hmm. years old. They would have been able to negotiate a longer term contract with him and they would have been able to work him into the lineup in preseason. Do they think, do you think they want to flip him after him being, being a big part of the, uh, of the Bo Horvat deal? I don't know, but when, they need when, to do something. They need to do something. Look, I mean, there are two long-term injured reserve candidates that might put them under the cap in uh, Tucker Pullman. Tucker Pullman might not play again due to concussions and Tanner Pearson. If any of y'all want to dive into a rabbit hole about how negligent sports medical staffs can be, Go read about Tanner Pearson and the four surgeries he's had on his hand. So you want to know the kicker, though? Cap what? Friendly has them both already on LTIR and still almost $5 million above the cap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the thing is this team needs to – I mean, literally they are Connor Garland above the cap. Where does, Actually, uh, no. Then, that, okay, that there's your move. Thousand shy. They would still they, – they need to move more than Connor Garland. Mm-hmm. Stanika. <laughs> Connor Garland and Jack Stanika, deal done. First round pick. <laughs> yeah. To the Bruins. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it, gets, it gets him a center guy. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Connor, Connor Garland's game. I know that, that gets oh, me, me some hate, but I'm not hey, a big but fan you know of what? Him. It brings them an all star center that they need in mm. Jack Stanika. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it brings them a stud center. Ah, ah, see, I see what you did there. Yeah, but, there you go. But seriously, seriously, what are they? Is is that the move? Is it is it trading Connor Garland and and a spare piece? But here's here's the thing: 
Why the fuck did they go out and sign Pius Suter? Two year. I like I, I like Pius Suter. I like Pius Suter too. Two year deal though, like that deal. Two years at one point six screams. Let's look to move them. Show mm-hmm. showcase and trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an efficient contract. It's a very I mean, efficient contract, especially for two years. You gain them. Like you'll get more because you have that year on them. Chris, Brock Besser. Not a huge fan and hate the contract. Mm-hmm. I don't want I don't like them at 6.6. Neither uh, do the Canucks. <laughs> I know. Like we're we're talking about a deal where would I take the player? Sure. He's not a bad player. Neither is not at all. Like neither is JT Miller. Extremely streaky. Brock Brock Besser is very is is I mean I mean you that's part and parcel with a lot of middle six pure scores is that you know unless you're score unless you're potting 40, you're gonna be a really streaky guy sometimes. And Brock Besser definitely fits that bill. Right. And like I look at like JT Miller's name has been thrown around for the Bruins a lot. And I sit there and I go, I don't want to trade for the guy because I don't like him enough to give up what it's going to take to get him. Because for the Bruins, you're talking, starting with Mason Lorai, starting with Fabian Lysel, possibly both of them. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, but I want the Bruins to keep their young guys. Right. You know, and and I'm, you're not building a, a trade around, Pavel Zaka and Jake DeBrusque to get JT. That's not happening. Mm-mm, no, like, no, I think they, they're invested in Zaka too. So right. It, it, that's happens. not happening from either side, but you get my point. Right. It, it, it's not, that's how the money's going to work. You need to so, do two guys from the Bruins regular roster plus some prospects. And I don't want to give that up. So hold up, hold, hold up. Let's, let's go back to the Canucks for a second. Go back to like strictly the Canucks for a second. Sure. This is a team that, started the offseason over the cap. Yes. They bought out Oliver Ekman Larson. Which didn't help them all that much. No, it really didn't. <laughs> like what is like what's their dead cap? Their dead cap this year that it's 146,000 big one. No, 146,000. Listen to this. Listen to this nonsense. So 146,000 next year on the cap, that's nothing. Uh next year 2.34 the year after the year after the, and then two years after each $4.7 million of dead cap space. Yeah. I, I would, I would be more worried. Um, I'm going to flash you to the Minnesota wild and show you how they're dealing with almost 14 million between Suter and Parisi. And I'm going to go, they're making it work. We're going to get, gonna... we're going to get to them in a couple episodes. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to, Tell you one of my favorite phrases of all time. Better than bad doesn't mean good. <laughs> no, you're right. But they're handling it. Mm-hmm. And if they can handle 14, mm-hmm. then someone without their head up their ass can handle but, 4.7. But, but but hang on. This is less about the dead cap space that's going to affect them and more about the Canucks philosophy on handing out contracts. Exactly. Which is why- which, which is why they're in this situation that they're it's in. It's a bigger question. And, and and again, I have that question because why are you handing out a $7.3 million contract to Elias Pettersson at that age? Why are you handing out 
a $7.8 million contract to quit. Are they worth the money at this point in their career? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but Quinn, Quinn Hughes is an elite defenseman. I don't think they should be done. finishing a contract that was like 5.5, 4.7, somewhere in that range. Like, what are you but doing it, with that? And to a lesser extent, like we talked about, what are you doing giving Pius Suter 1.6 mil? What are you doing giving Carson Soucy three years and 3.2 mil? I don't hate that contract. I don't hate that contract that if it was player? any other team. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That's why I sit there and I go for this team. The fire is still burning like a thousand yeah. suns. What because, are you doing giving Ian Cole three million? Well, and here's the thing: like <laughs> we we talked about this a few episodes back. Who mm-hmm. are your pillars? You might be able to say Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes. You don't have anybody else, and the problem with that is Pettersson already needs a new deal at the age of twenty four. And Hughes, no, you don't consider you don't consider Miller a pillar. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't Even think he's, he's making eight enough. mil. You don't consider forty goal score Andre Kuzmetsko a pillar. No, because I also don't consider Jordan Binnington a six million dollar goaltender, even though that's his paycheck. Yeah, fair enough. So just because you're paid like a pillar, like JT Miller is the pillar that's made out of the the Jenga blocks. Mm-hmm. He's ready to fucking fall over. And the problem is he's thirty years old. And he still has, what are we looking at? Oh, what? Seven years left on this deal? Uh, hang on. I think it's, it all, I, I think this contract is the one that kicks in. It kicks in this year. I think this is the first year of the deal. I see the red, the red circle with the arrow in it after 28, 29. I don't care. Yeah. It's already too long. UFA at the end of 29, 30. <laughs> yeah. So he's got two, four, six, seven years in it. Mm-hmm. Last year was the first of the deal. And I just sit, and it's a full no movement clause, by the way. Yeah. Full no movement. And yet you went around and you traded Bo Horvat. Yeah. Like, what is, what is, what is this, what is this team's organizational philosophy? Uh, keep everybody until they're over the age of 30, and then we don't know what to do. Yeah. And also, also, you basically, you have, you're signing guys like, you know, Teddy Bluger, fine defensive forward, f- great on your fourth line, almost $2 million. Thanks, Peter Shirelli. Yeah. Th- this is, this is, <laughs> is, is Patrick Alvin just Peter Shirelli in disguise? M- maybe, is, maybe. Wait, no, more to the point, has Jim Rutherford lost his mind? I just, like I said, the fire is still burning. They don't know which way is up. They're their head is so far up their ass. They don't know but what you should do. at least try to extinguish it. I know. I agree. I Christ. Honestly, <laughs> you know what I look at? What, you know what I see when I see this team right now? Mm-hmm. I see the San Jose sharks from two years ago. Okay. That's, you know what? You know what? Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is what this looks like. What? Um, I got a better one for you, Murray. How how Murray left him? I got a better one for you. You ready? Hmm. This is if you picture like a number line, and you have your negative numbers on one side and your positive numbers on the other. Hmm. They are as far negative as the Boston Bruins are as far positive. Mm-hmm. Because this team is veteran-laden, questions everywhere, not going to make the playoffs. 
The Bruins, on the other hand, are veteran-laden, some young kids in the mix, question marks almost everywhere, but yet I still think they're going to make the playoffs. This team is what Bruins fans think the Bruins are. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are equidistance from the middle on opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yikes. The, the difference, though, is, is like, at least if you look at this Vancouver roster, I mean, with, with the exception of Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson, nothing should be chained down. Mm-hmm. Maybe JT Miller because he's got the no move, no movement clause, and like Carson JT Stewart, Miller brought his own chains, right? He brought his own chains, and, and who knows? Maybe if you start moving all the pieces around him, he goes, "Get me the fuck out of here," right? And that's kind of what you're hoping for. It's it, and and then Quinn Hughes and I I don't hate if you told me that going forward that was the plan. Carson, Susie, and Quinn Hughes are going to anchor your defensive core for the next three years. Mm-hmm. As you do this rebuild, I don't hate that. I don't. I like Carson's again. I like Carson Susie. I don't like the deal for who he signed it for. I on the I organization like side. I will say this though, uh, Patrick Alvin better be prepared to use all three of his retention spots. Oh, for sure, absolutely, absolutely. You know? Like, I'm like who do they have? Who do they have in the? Who do they have in the in in the in the farm that can step up? Uh, Atu Rati, maybe. May maybe. But maybe? here's the thing: like, would you would you thrust him into this dumpster fire? Oh hell no! I would keep him in in Abbotsford for as long as possible. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's yeah. no one down there that like. I'm sorry, but even Connor Bedard couldn't turn this around. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he would help, but not that much. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what they're going to do for a lineup. I, I, I mean, do you go top heavy? Go, I don't yep. think they even know. <laughs> I mean, oh. right now you've got Miller and Pedersen as your one, two in reverse order, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you putting Besser with Miller or with Pedersen? Score. I I'd put him with Pedersen. So would you go Pedersen, Bosser, Garland? I guess Garland is like the default top line. Uh, or would you do Andre Kuzmenko? I want to try to spread that out. That's what I've. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And then where would you put Bovillier? Or let's not forget now you have Pius Suter in the mix. He can play on the left wing. Sure, but I think he's more of a bottom six guy. I would. I think he's a perfect three C for them. Mm-hmm. Down the Agreed. middle, you got Pedersen, Miller, Suter, mm-hmm. and then Sheldon Dreis. I would. I would imagine has that fourth spot locked up. Right. I mean, or almost go- forty goals. Kuzmetsko. Kuzmetsko yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. If you're Canucks, you are hoping to God that wasn't a fluke. How do you feel about Pius Suter with Jack Stadnika on his right? Better than well, I feel about Jack Studnika being in center, being on the center. I know Jack I Stud- the only other option would be Studnika in the middle with Suter on the left. Mm-hmm. But like, I, we are very familiar with the partner system here in Boston. I I feel like Studnika on the right could complement Pius Suter pretty well mm-hmm. on a third line role, like limited minutes. I, I mean, I'm not sure I'd want him to see 
much more than maybe 14 seconds all year on the power play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like per game goal. or total? Total. <laughs> uh, it's it's still Jack Stanika we're talking about. Pius Suter can go on the power play. That I don't care about. No, yeah. I just, I think in a third line role for both of them where you can kind of shelter them a little bit, there's mm-hmm. enough there that that would be okay, keeping in mind what this team really is. Like on a Stanley Cup, like you're, not... you're convincing your. It kind of sounds like you're talking yourself into this forward core. No, I got, what I'm... I, 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 I got to admit, like those two with uh, Philip uh, Di Giuseppe, Di Giuseppe, yeah. Like I feel like that's an okay third line, keeping in mind that this is a middling team with jack shit for a ceiling, mm-hmm. like. Put that, put those three together, and you might actually have three tradable assets to help rebuild. I mean, they got to hope also that a guy, a kid like uh, Niels Hoglander, uh rebounds. Yeah, he's had a couple of rough years. I mean, he's the only other one under the age of twenty-four that I yeah. trust. Yeah, yeah. Other than Quinn Hughes and Pedersen, yeah. but even then, you got to see the bounce back. Like this lineup, to your point, like just throw it in a blender before every game, pull a name out of the hat and go, you're paired with this person and this person yeah. on defense. Quinn Hughes today, you're playing with Dylan Peronic. Right. Neat. <laughs> I mean, actually, that wouldn't be a bad pair. That wouldn't be a bad pair. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, Peronic and Hughes, Myers and Susie, Cole and Rathbone aren't mm-hmm. that bad. Yeah. It's just. I mean, why did you? Why do you have Matt Irwin signed to a thirty-five plus contract? What do you think he's bringing you? That like, that that comes back to that comes back to what is this team's organizational contractual philosophy? Uh they don't know. We don't know. We can't figure it out. They're out of the playoffs. And if you try to ask them, they'll they tell you. They they can't even they can't even tell you to puck off. They don't know those words. <laughs> They they don't know their head from their ass so much they can't tell you to puck off. So so what do you do? What can you do? Watch we, th- this is one of those episodes where an addendum has to be added at some point. Yes, next season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean by the way, remember that episode we did about the Canucks that's totally outdated now? Here's an addendum. <laughs> I mean, as soon as a move is made. Really. And by that, I mean, training camp, when people start getting cut, I think we'll get a better idea because like if they cut guys like uh, Hoglander and, um, you know, Stadnika and, you know, the younger kids and they try to sneak them through waivers, then it's clear they're trying to make a veteran push to try to get to the cup, like the playoffs and have a youth movement kind of pushing veteran guys. That's an Aquilini. That's an Aquilini trade. Uh, Francesco Aquilini. He's one of those owners that will say playoffs. We need those gates. But which is kind of what this roster smacks of. It does until you get to the crease. Then when you get to the crease, I sit there and I go, oh, damn. Oh, fuck. This place is going nowhere. Thatcher Demko better be able to pay, play 65 games coming off a major injury. So when he plays... Let me say that again. <laughs> Thatcher <When> Demko <laughs> better be able 
to play 65 games coming off a major injury. I I think Demko is done. What do you mean done? So I think he's still good. I think he won't be better than mediocre at best. Oh, that's what you mean. He's done as like a, one of the premier young goaltenders in the league. Like he was in the bubble. So in 2021, when he was 25 years old, he started in 35 games. His goals against average was 285 and his save percentage was 915. Last that's, year, that's pretty good. That is pretty two good. Two years ago. Two years ago, he started in 61 games. He played in 64. His save percentage was 915 again. His goal against average dropped to Mm 2.72. This past year, in 32 games, Mm 901-316. Now, the quality start percentage, though, 54-3, Not great. One shutout in all three years. I just, he played less time last year and put up worse numbers than he did three years ago in about 200, almost 300 more minutes. Mm -hmm. He's got to have a huge bounce back season for me to consider him anything close to really good again. Mm -hmm. Like, he, like, don't get me wrong. You think he's just sort of coasting on cachet at this point? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. He uh, keep in mind he finished seventh in the Vesna that year. Seventh. Did he really? Did he really? Yeah. Wow. He finished seventh, tied with Vili Huso and Tristan Jari. He finished <laughs> behind Ilya Murder, Murderers Row. Right, Murderers Row. And by the way, all three of them, along with the sixth place finisher Ilya Sorokin, and the third place finisher UC Soros, and the First place winner, Igor Shosturkin, all 26 years old. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. At 26 years old three years ago, compared to where they are now, how do you feel about Igor Shosturkin? Great. Okay. How do you feel about UC Soros? Great. How do you feel about Ilya Sorokin? Great. <laughs> how do you feel about Tristan Jari? Not great. How do you feel about Vili Huso? Less great. How do you feel about Thatcher Demko? Uh, not you great, but he's enough. one of the only ones where I think there's still more there. You pause long enough for me to go, that's my point. Yeah, right. And that's exactly my point. I don't think he finds the direction anymore. And the part of the reason why is this dumpster fire in front of him. If he got traded right now to, say, the L.A. Kings, solid defensive team, playoff contender, I think he could find it again. Mm-hmm. You might as well be sending him to Siberia. <laughs> because where he is right now ain't any better. Mm-hmm. He won't see any pucks there. Here He'll see too much. He's going to get hurt again. Because yeah. you can't rely on Spencer Martin. This is a team that has to go out and deal for that they need their Jeremy Swayman, mm-hmm. ultimately. Thatcher mm-hmm. Demko is closer to Swayman than he is Olmark because he's still a bigger question mark. You need the other half of that tandem. The only real hope that they have is, like I said, that that Latvian kid who's who, who 
looks really good as a prospect, but that's a big difference. I was going to say, it's a huge difference. Honestly, like, if this team wants to have a chance at stealing some games, like, and trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing, they should call the Ducks. Get John Gibson out, pair him with Thatcher Demko. They're both equal question marks, but if it's a half and half timeshare, one of them will be movable. Who are you trading? Uh, Right now, pretty much anybody that's not Pedersen or Hughes. You call the Ducks. Keep in mind, the you can convince them they're contenders if they once they get Zegras signed. Give me Garland. Give me. Give us. We'll give you Garland, Bavillier, and a draft pick for Gibson. Throw in a third rounder. Mm-hmm. Done. It gets, it gets me out of cap fuckery. It yes, opens. It does and it gives you gives you a million. To, it gives you about a million to spare. It gives me spots in my lineup for young kids to try to get a taste and see if they can fight for a spot mm-hmm. while also filling my backup goaltending spot. And quite frankly, let's say one of them goes ungodly mode. You can trade mm-hmm. one. Yeah. There's nothing that's now the question is, would, would Gibson want to go to Vancouver and would you really want to do that deal Pacific on ah, probably not, but well, you can, you, you can give them the division tax. Yeah, Don't throw in a third round to throw in a higher pick. Yeah, or I don't know. All 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 roads all roads lead back to Jake Allen. All roads lead to Jake Allen. Death taxes Jake Allen. So I I don't know any. I want to wrap this one up because after this we got some more fun teams. This team out of the playoffs for me, where they finish exactly is it's going to be a mystery because they don't suck so much, but yet they suck enough. They they need to, they need to figure out what they are. They need to figure out who they are. They have no idea. And until they do, they can puck off. Where you, where you, where you're making a point and you go, fuck, as I like come out of frame. What the fuck was that? Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Death taxes. Jay Gallen.